What it do, all my crew? It's Alyssa, and I'm here to celebrate all of our dirt so that we can embrace our destiny. With a lifetime of filtering everything through religion, I'm here to share my confessions, talk about the dirt, and give you the tools that you need to move forward. So for the love of coffee, let's chat. This is your unfiltered podcast. Hey. Before we dive into this podcast, I have got to give you my number. We have got to get connected, okay? So text the word DIRT to my number, 912-455-2075. I just finished my six-week e-course called Unfilter You, where I take people through my book Unfiltered, and it is going to be epic. I want to send you a free video, the first video of my e-course, so you can check it out and let me know what you think. So go text me right now, 912-455-2075 and text the word DIRT. Stay connected with me for free. Go do it right now. I can't wait to talk to you, but right now let's dive into the podcast. Well, welcome back to the channel. I'm so excited you're here listening to the sound of my voice, even if this is your first time. What's up? I am so honored that you are here. We are diving back into a new series called Confessions. This is part two, and if you have not hit up part one, you need to go check it out because I set this up beautifully to go into this next phase of this series. What does confessions mean? Why is it important and is it just positive vibes or is there more to it? Why is it so vital when it comes to our faith walk? If you don't know who I am, I am just all about sharing all of the spilt tea in my life and um, write about confessions in my books, Unfiltered and Unfilter You. My six-week e-course is all about confessions and filtering through your dirt and dealing with your junk so that you can be empowered towards your destiny. Go check out all of the things down below in the description box. Follow me, purchase all of the things. It will empower you and help you live your best life. I promise you, you will not regret it. I know that I'm a little partial to myself, but I'm telling you that testimonies coming in about this um, six-week e-course and my book is just tremendous. And um, go follow me on all of the platforms because I'm constantly uplifting you in these areas of faith. But last week's episode was awesome. It laid a foundation of exactly what this word confessions is all about. And today we're going to define it a little bit more. We're going to dig into it a little bit more. You know, I think it's so important to understand that we have power right here underneath our nose, this little mouth that we have or big mouth that we have. And so many times we use it as a weapon and we don't realize that we can use it to form our future for the better. And it is so encouraging to know that we are not lost and we are not without hope and that we can take control of our life. Our life does not control us. We have the power to control it. And I know that sounds like one of those super like there's this word going around toxic positivity, but the truth is the word is the word and the word says there's life and death in the power of your tongue. We talked about that last week, but I want to remind you of the definition of confessions before we dive in today. That definition we said last week was it's a formal statement admitting that one is guilty of a crime or it's a formal profession of belief and acceptance of doctrine. In other words, we can connect this 
word to two main things. One, confessions can declare who we've been in the past or what our circumstances say we are. Or two, confessions can declare who God says we are. So I'm not going to break down the vital importance of understanding confession again, because we already did that. But what I am going to do is take you through four areas of confession over the next month. And we're going to help you understand exactly how to align your words with his word and watch your faith create reality. Okay, I don't just say this from a standpoint of, well, maybe it'll work. I say this from the standpoint of it's absolutely proven to be true in my life. I have documented records of cancer vanishing from my body. I have documented records of tumors vanishing from my body. I have miracles vlogged. I have things videoed. I I have a book written of how God has come through, not just physically, but mentally and spiritually and emotionally through one hell after another. And it was directly connected to my confession and my walk of faith. We said it last week. We aren't confessing things to make things so. We are confessing things because God said it is so. It's one thing to just say what you want to say and throw positive vibes in the air. It's another thing to speak the word, which actually has power, right? Positive vibes has no power. The word of God has all the power. And if you're going to live by faith, you must be a professional at it. You can't just say what you want to say and then not live by it, right? You can't just attend a confessional and not put any action behind it. That is not the way this thing works. You can't just talk the talk. You have to walk the walk, okay? If you believe something, then you live by it. If you believe it, you live it. And how many times do we say we believe the word, but according to our mouth and our lifestyle and actions, our belief was nowhere in sight, like at all. And that's why people aren't changing because they're like, yeah, they say they believe it, but they never see any. They, they're full of drama. They're full of chaos. They're full of strife. They've got all this chaos, all of this disease, all of this pain and hurt going in their life. No wonder nobody wants to come to church, right? Because they see a bunch of believers that don't even believe in who they're supposed to or declare that they believe in. Let me put it that way. They see a bunch of believers that don't even really believe in the one that they're putting their belief in. They don't even believe they can have what that Bible says they can have. We believe the word says we can be free of mindsets, but we still struggle with porn and hate and self-sabotage. We we believe the word says we can be healed, but we still talk about how much our diagnosis diagnosis has stolen our life, right? We, We believe what the word says about being blessed, but we still live like a beggar. We barely get by. We're scraping for every penny. We're looking for the next handout, right? How do we change this? How do we change this? How do we begin to see what we believe actually become a reality? I say it like this. You will see what you say. Or what you say, you will see. Why? Why, Alyssa? Why? Why? How? How? You know, words create. Words create because we're visual creatures. We are visual people and creation happens in vision and and it starts with words. You know, we can paint 
pictures with our words. I loved teachers that could read a story and I could lay my head on the desk and I could see the picture in my head while I'm laying there because of the way that they told the story or read the story with the way that they use their words and their voice. You could see the picture. We are visual creatures. Words create. They create vision. So John 1 1 says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Everything starts with a word. Okay. So if you don't have a word, then you don't have a starting line. Words are so powerful. Words create Words are your confession. Confessions are in your mouth. They speak, they create, they paint pictures. So if it was established that the beginning started with words and that those words were God, then what did those words do? It says in Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God or the word created the heaven and the earth. And how did he do that? So, so what did the word do? It created. So what can our words do? It creates. Do you hear, do you hear what, do you see where I'm going here? Right? So it says in Genesis 1, 2, when the earth was without form and void, the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of God moved upon the waters and God said, he did what? He said, let there be light. And what happened? There was light. He spoke and creation happened. Prediction did not happen in Genesis 1-1. Creation happened in Genesis 1-1. And how was it created? It was created with words. So when our words are used, we are creating something. What are we using our confession for? Are we defining it with definition number one, who we used to be and what our situation says we are? Or are we defining it with definition number two, what God says we are? Because the starting point is found in your speech. You don't have a starting line until you have a word. John 1.1. 1, 1, okay. So your starting point is found in your speech. You must speak before you can see anything. See, once you speak, you will see. Because words create. You will see in your spirit. You will see right here. When you speak it, your words will create it. And you will see it with the eye of your spirit. And it will create the reality for you to see it with your physical eye. Creation was contingent on the word being spoken. And when I think of that, I just think it's so cool that that's how powerful our words are. And God was so precise to show us that, you know, what if I told you the answer you're looking for is waiting to be spoken first? The answer you're waiting for is waiting to be spoken first. We're so busy looking for the answer and searching for the answer and begging for the answer, but we're not speaking the answer. Well, how can I speak the answer if I don't know the answer? Well, you find the answer in the word of God. The word of God is the will of God. And where the will of God is, is what what we've got to speak for our life. That's where God is. God is the word. God was the word. God's word is same yesterday, today, and forever. The word is God. So if we want to be where God is, we've got to find the word. If we want to know what God's doing, we've got to know the word. If we want, if we want to see what, what he has for us and the answer he has for us, we've got to speak the answer and the answers found in his word. So many times we're waiting for God to speak, but he's waiting for us to open our mouth to speak. And in Mark eleven twenty three, 23, we talked about this last week. It says, I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, 
may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea. And it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. It says, you must say to this mountain. It didn't say you must think that the mountains moved. It's not, it wasn't good enough for me to think that I was healed when I was going through cancer. It wasn't good enough for me to think that I was restored when I was going through divorce. It wasn't good enough for me to think I had joy when I was going through depression. It wasn't good enough for me to think how good it would be to have money when my bank account was empty. No, I had to say to the mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea. In other words, I had to speak to the mountain what the word says about me, that I am healed, whole, and healthy. I had to speak to the mountain that I have the joy of the Lord and he is my strength. I had to speak to the mountain that I am satisfied and full of life. Whatever it looked like, right? And your mountain isn't moving sometimes because your lips are sealed. My lips are sealed. I just had that Hillary Duff song come in my head. Oh man, I used to sing that thing all the time. <laughs> your mountain isn't moving because your lips are sealed. Okay, let me just talk to someone. One person said that if faith can't move your mouth, it will never move your mountain. And your confession is a big part of that because confessions are words and confessions is what you believe and you agree with. Second Corinthians 4.13 says, we have the same spirit of faith according as it is written, I believed and therefore I have spoken. We also believe and therefore we speak. So Paul right here was quoting David from Psalms 116.10, where he said, I believe, therefore I have spoken. So if David had to speak with his belief, his confession, under the old covenant promise, where he had no authority to use his speech as authority over the enemy, because Jesus had not yet come and given us that authority yet, but David still spoke and believed Then what Paul's saying here is if David had to do it, speak to it and believe it before he even had authority to do so through Jesus, how much more do we need to speak and believe when we do have the authority to do so in Christ? So no one can move your mountain because no one can move your mouth. (laughs) You are the only one responsible for your words, friend. You are the only one responsible with this choice to choose to align your words with God's word or your reality. We have the same spirit of faith. I was not given more, more faith. That's not how I was able to see these things in my life. You know, a lot of people want to brush. That is a really good excuse card. Let me just go ahead and put that out there. Such a good excuse card. Well, God just likes you more. He's always had it out for me. He hates me. Nothing good's ever happened in my life. I've never seen a miracle. I've seen all these people stand on worship stages and, um, they're literally leading worship and they have conversations with us in the green room on the backstage and tell us they've never seen any miracles. They've never seen God do anything good. And they don't even know why they're singing what they're singing because they don't even believe it. Well, it's not because God loved us more. It's not because I did something great with my life because I can tell you time and time again, go read my book unfiltered. I have messed up over and over and over again in my life. The thing is, is that your mountain isn't moving because nobody can move your mouth. And nobody can believe for you in your heart. You're the only one who can believe with your heart and you're the only one who can speak with your mouth, confess with your mouth what the word of God says for your life. The same spirit of faith here in 2 Corinthians, it says we have the same spirit of faith according to the word of God. We believe, therefore we have spoken. We believe now, therefore we speak. 
We have not been giving different measures of faith. I don't have more faith than you. You don't have more faith than me. I just chose to exercise my faith more. I chose to work the muscle more. I chose to pump it at the gym a little more. I chose to actually activate it a little more. And that's why it's working. By the way, the word says you only have to have faith the size of a mustard seed. The mustard seed. The tiniest bit of faith to see it actually work for you. So my question is, have you really been using it if it's not working for you? Because you can't just say, well, oh, Alyssa, yes, I've been confessing it. I confess all of the scriptures you give us on our prayer calls on Tuesdays. I confess everything, blah, blah, blah. Well, once again, Mark eleven twenty four says that you have to ask, which is confess. You have to believe, then you will receive. It says right here, we read it already, Mark eleven twenty three 23, that when you say to the mountain, be removed, it says, but you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. So you have to look at all of the things. Am I speaking it? Am I believing it? And am I really believing it? Really believing it? Not just barely believing it, but do I have doubt in my heart? No one can move your mountain because no one can move your mouth. You're the only one responsible for your words. You get the choice to align your words with God's word or your reality. And I heard the Holy Spirit speak to me when I got diagnosed with cancer and said, you can't allow your situation and what it is doing to you to become more real than what the Savior has already done. Do you hear me? What the Savior has already done has to be more real to you than what your situation seems to be doing in your life. Bottom line, the journey may be in progress, but Jesus said it's finished. And like I said, people will try to say that's a denial. But it's fully convincing yourself the word of God is real. We talked about that last week. So go listen to that because I talk about that whole subject, right? Your confession is absolutely attached to your destiny. And what you speak will create what you see. Don't believe me? Then look at your life and ask yourself, am I pleased with how my life is going right now? And then I want you to ask yourself what you've been speaking the majority of the time because your voice is the most heard voice you will ever listen to in your lifetime. You are your greatest prophet. You are your greatest prophet. Your voice is such a tangible voice in your life and a heard voice in your life. And it is impossible to activate faith until you activate your mouth. You cannot activate faith if you are not activating your mouth. You have to become your greatest prophet and speak the word of God and what it is you want to see in your life. How can you speak though? When you don't see it, Alyssa, how can I speak it when I don't believe, don't see it? Because doesn't seeing it actually activate believing it? I can't believe something if I can't see it. So how can I speak it if I can't see it? See, this is the thing though. We have been so conditioned to require facts. Okay. We have been so conditioned to require facts like touching things and seeing things with our natural eye before we will actually believe it's true. But Jesus said crazy things like God's ways aren't our ways, right? He said that the first will be last. Jesus said, if you want to receive, you have to give. Jesus said, if you want to be the greatest, you have to become the least. He said crazy things. In other words, you have to have faith to see these things happen. You first speak it 
and then you will see it. First, in your spirit, because words create a picture, so you will see it in your spirit, and then you will speak it long enough and see it in your spirit long enough that you'll begin to believe it, and then that belief will bring it into manifestation. You hear what I'm saying? Romans 10, 17 said, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. If you can see it, then you don't have to have faith for it. There's no faith there. You're not taking any chance. You're not sacrificing anything because you can see it. You can feel it. You know it. In the physical, that is. How can you believe when you can't see? How do you begin to believe It's because you hear. The word says faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. Well, how can you hear if you don't speak? (laughs) You can't even hear if you don't speak. You have to speak. It goes back to confession. Speaking, confessing is the initial act of faith. It's what got you salvation. So it's what's going to get you anything else in the word. I don't know why we think that we only need to confess out loud with our speech when it comes to receiving Jesus. But we don't have to do it in any other area of our life to receive what we need to receive. You can't hear things unless you're speaking things. Faith comes when you hear and hear the word of God. That's what this scripture says, Romans 10, 17. Confess the word, declare the word. In other words, open your mouth and speak the word. Hebrews 11, 1 says, now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. In other words, faith requires you to believe in what you can't see, not what you can. You faith is not seeing it's not it's not seeing (laughs) faith is not seeing the thing faith is not being able to see the thing and still confessing it and still believing it and still standing on it because that's what the word says and the word is God and I want to be where God is because that's where my starting line is because that's what happened in the beginning he created with his words right now when you understand Listen to this, that your confession is yours and that it's your responsibility. Then you have to understand that the fight is yours too. So when we finally understand that without confession, there is no manifestation, right? Because faith without speaking isn't faith. Because we can't hear if we're not speaking. And faith can't come without hearing, so we have to speak it. So faith without speaking is not faith. When we speak it, we hear it. And when we hear it, we believe it. And faith rises and confession comes. And when confession happens and faith happens and belief starts taking root, then manifestation happens and we see that thing actually take place in our life, right? So faith requires you to believe what you can't see. But you have to understand that if confession is your responsibility, then fighting the fight is your responsibility. And in 1 Timothy 6, 12, it says, fight the good fight in the conflict with evil. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and for which you were made the good confession 
of faith in the presence of many witnesses. It says, take hold, take hold, meaning don't let it go. Listen, listen to this definition. Take hold means to lay hold of, to take possession of, to overtake, to attain, to seize. Don't let it go. Stop giving up so easily, friend. (laughs) Stop allowing the fight to take you out. You got to find some righteous anger about you. You got to find some of that ghetto, right? I I have a, a sweatshirt that says I'm a little bit hood and I'm a little bit holy, right? You got to find some of that in you and you got to take hold of it and stop letting go. You know, we lived in Texas for a long time. The majority of my life, I'm a Texas girl, was raised there the mo- majority of my life. And we went to a lot of rodeos. So there were a lot of horse riders and there were a lot of bull riders, right? A lot of people that raced horses and tons of bull riders in our church. And the one thing they said all the time is whatever you do, do not let go. Do not let go. In other words, take hold. Like the scripture says, you have to find some righteous anger and fight till the last breath. No matter what it looks like, sounds like, feels like, you are not letting go of your confession. You are standing by your confession. You are standing on the word because the word is God and I want to be with God. Confession creates manifestation. That is where my faith rises because my ears hear it and belief systems take root. And we let go too easily, guys. We let go so easily. We're confessing healing and the doctor says the scans aren't good, so we let go. We're confessing freedom and the temptation is still there, so we let go. We're confessing abundance, but the bank account's empty, so we let go. We're confessing peace, but we still can't sleep at night, so we let go. We're confessing joy, but we're still in a pool of tears, so we let go. When will we stop letting go of what he says we can have? When will we finally start fighting in faith and believing what we say we believe? Right? If you're easily letting go, then you're not seeing the answer with your spiritual eye. And if you're not seeing the answer with your spiritual eye, that means you're not confessing it with your mouth because words create vision. They paint pictures. We are visual beings. Words create pictures. So if you're not seeing it with your spiritual eye, you're not using your mouth. You're not confessing it. If you're not seeing it, you're not hearing it. And if you're not hearing it, you're not speaking it. What are you confessing? Man, this is good stuff. I'm preaching good right now. I need somebody in here cheering me on and hyping me up. Let's start with a challenge today, okay, before we go into next week's parts of confession, because I think this is really good stuff, and we're just going to stop right here. Let's start with a challenge. I want you to get your journal out, and I want you to write down the things coming out of your mouth throughout the day. Literally take note. Even do it on your iPhone, or if you're an Android user, bless your heart, Do that in your notes section, (laughs) but take note of the things coming out of your mouth. Are you talking about sickness a lot? Are you talking about defeat a lot? Are you talking about brokenness a lot? Are you celebrating yourself at all? Are you celebrating the faithfulness of God? Are you celebrating others? What are you truly saying? I want you to evaluate yourself this week and take note of it. You hear what I'm saying? Take note, ask God to evaluate you. David said in Psalms, evaluate me, inspect my heart inside and out. I want you to inspect your heart because the word says that what is ever in the heart comes out of the mouth. So I want you to evaluate your words because before we can assess the future, we have to address our now. 
right? So how can we know where to correct our speech if we haven't even evaluated ourselves? You know, when a kid goes into speech therapy, they there's an evaluation period. So before we can correct our speech to allow our confession to line up with the word and our faith, we have to give ourselves an evaluation period. So evaluate yourself. Take time and figure out what your mouth is saying. Because our words affect our mind. Our words affect our future. Our words are so important to our faith walk. Because without confession, there is no faith. And if you're not seeing or hearing answers, it's because you are not using your mouth. Words create vision. Vision creates belief. And belief creates manifestation. Confession leads to manifestation. You've got to open your mouth and confess. Speak the word. Listen to what you're confessing. Write it down. Start there. I love you guys. I hope this encouraged you. Hey, if this has been something you've enjoyed, reach out to me on social media. DM me. Let me know how much you're enjoying this. I love to hear feedback. Leave me a review. Send this link to somebody who needs it. Join me next Thursday for the next part of Confession Series, part three. And um, go check me out on all of the things. Description box below. Go purchase the six-week e-course. Guys, if you enjoy this, you're going to enjoy the six-week e-course over 20 videos, 42 days of me. And so many things are involved in that. Go check out my website, alyssaholt.com down below. And I will see you guys next week. We're going to end it like we always do. Raise a glass to the dirt in your life because it's worth celebrating.